it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Who's your like favorite sitcom character? Like, man, probably I really like Danny DeVito on Taxi, but I don't want like not because I want to like play that part. But um, it's great. I mean, jokingly, Tony Danza on uh, Who's the Boss was so good. Yeah, and that's such a funny premise for a show where like a guy's the like basically the cleaning lady. Yeah, <laughs> in a family where that like, and he's kind of like he's fucking the mom, and he's yeah. like, you know. Um, you know the son's gay and and especially probably, for the time, yeah. For the time that that show was was out there. Taxi too. Taxi had some like risque. Y- yeah, I, yeah. What did they really? I mean, I feel like I really paid attention. Let me know when we're going, Giorgio. Are you? What are you puffing on? Nicotine or weed? Nicotine. You don't you don't puff weed through a vape, do you? No, you can. Yeah. I'm just. Do you not smoke anymore? I smoke weed. I have to do it at home. Yeah. Because the shit out here can get kind of strong. Whoa. And all the you con- don't like to be publicly. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the homeless <clears throat> on 6th Street. I like to be alert. Have- you know, on 6th Street. The- oh, I thought you were saying, especially the weed that they're giving you. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's great <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> have you ever taken weed from somebody or smoked it from somebody or just gotten so high where you're like, oh, man, I got to stop doing this or I need to audition the people who give me drugs better? Yeah. I, uh, Which I once I did an edible. So I was in Little Rock, Arkansas, and the waitress, she goes, Hey, do you want a 10 milligram edible? I was like, Yeah, sure. That would be the great. The waitress said that? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Yeah, that would be great for the ride home, you know, because I was going to drive back to Dallas from there. What happened prior to this conversation wise where she was just like, felt comfy enough to offer you drugs? Oh, I think, you know how in comedy clubs and stuff where it's like. Oh, waitress at the club? Yeah, at a club. I thought yeah, this yeah. was like the diner. No, no, no. It's not the Because I know you're a personable yeah. motherfucker, but yeah. I was like, dude, what? She was, you know, were you just like, yo, these fuck, the syrup is good today, Patty? And she's oh, yeah, like, yeah. it is. You know, you're <laughs> sweet. You want some edibles for the ride? I was like, how did it quickly jump to that? But you do have a, a very affable disposition. Yeah, Continue. I also, also, strangers don't trust me with drugs. They have to get to know me because I do look kind of like a narc. I, I give off narcish vibes like, hey, you want to go smoke, you know, the Puff Puff bars in the car? And they're like, who calls it Puff Puff bars? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this guy a cop? So she gives me 10 milligrams and uh, I take it and I get back to the condo. I was like packing. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sleep here tonight, just drive in the morning. And, uh, Hour 30 kicks in. I'm laying in bed, and I can't move. And, like, my body's, like, shaking. And, like, I had to pee, and I had to, like, teach myself how to walk again. I was like, this is not 10 milligrams. No. It was awful. And uh, the next morning, I'm like, dude, was that 10 milligrams you gave me? And she goes, oh, I accidentally gave you 150. Oh, and I go, oh, that's oh. way more than 10. Yeah. 150 will kill you. I'm, I'm going in like, oh, this is going to be chill. We're just going to, you know, I'll read a book. You know, I'll read the Da Vinci. I'll finish the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. By the way, you mm. wrote a book in oh, Spanish yeah. in your head backwards. <laughs> it was just the devil. While you were asleep. Yeah. Wait a second. 150. I've only accidentally taken that much once, and it was about 100. Mm. And I... 
my my heart was pounding so fast to where I was doing like a tap dance routine <laughs> on the little makeshift patio balcony we had at our uh, apartment. Yeah. Because I'd convinced myself when you get that fucked up, you play a game with yourself called hey do this so your heart won't explode mm -hmm. starring me and i was just like <laughs> do a step ball change like river dance thing otherwise my heart's gonna pop out of my yeah. chest and i did it for about seven eight minutes and then i heard a guy from across the way in our apartment complex after about seven eight minutes just go are you okay <laughs> and i was like oh he just watched me do that for about seven minutes before he thought he's probably not rehearsing for something this guy looks fucking damaged but that is the guys like joey diaz that will oh, yeah. slam that uh like 500 isn't that crazy? It's. It, I don't want to be. This is extreme. Those people need to go to a home. Like, if, if you're going to do. But like, Joey has built up a tolerance, I, I think, from just. I, I don't know. I, maybe you just. Maybe it's a mental thing, too. Maybe you just don't. They're tough. Yeah. That shows that we're weak, maybe. It is. Like, we're mentally. That's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah. Like, our moms hugged us a little bit too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did your mom hug you a lot? My mom was a. Yeah. She's a. a yeah. Nice lady. Are you more of a mama's boy or a daddy's girl? I would say mama's boy. Yeah. Yeah, hands down. What is your... I remember when we met in Dallas, hit it off right away. A, because I was like, this guy's funny. He's affable, which I've said now twice, mm -hmm. because you are. You're sweet. You always come in smiling, and you always look like a guy that you want to hug. Mm -hmm. Like, whether you're just putting your arms out first, or because when you smile, it's, it's infectious. And, uh, and so you were a good hang. And then I remember we were getting high and driving around to... I don't know, do what? Go to a bar maybe and meet some other comics? I think, yeah. And having some good goofs. And you were telling me about your pops, and I refresh my memory, though, because it was very... I remember it was being so interesting, and I remember coming into today, I was like, I want him to share the deets of, of your dad's relation to you and, like, your comedy. He doesn't live here, right? He lives in San Antonio. He lives, like, an hour away. Right. He's a... Uh, my dad is a West Point graduate. Right. Uh, literally so was my stepdad. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So you know how it is. It's yeah. like he was literally like raised to go into the military because my grandpa served in the military and they're like, my son, he's going to get into one of the academies. Wow. So uh, he really wanted me to go. And uh, yeah, that just wasn't like for me. Like, my, yeah, my mom's like a hippie type. She's a German like hippie type. And she was like, we're going to fix this boy and make him, you know, maybe go into one of the arts or something. Cool. But like, he's just very... Dude, it was crazy. Like, when I told him, he's like, uh, I was like, oh, I want to try comedy. He goes, just get, like, an office job and, like, write notes to people. He goes, write funny notes to people. Is what your dad said? Yeah. yeah. He just goes, to, like, try it out? No, he just goes, that could be your comedy. Oh, that yeah, can yeah. be your outlet. You can be an accountant and just write, like, hey, Brad. Do funny math problems. Yeah, 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 you smell. And then go, Brad does smell. Gotcha, <laughs> burn. <laughs> hey, Brad. And then Brad's like, what the fuck, man? You're like, ha, ha, the truth hurts, don't it? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, he's like he was like very intense, and also I get it. He didn't believe in me at first because I get it. I was like a lazy kid in high school. Like I, I hated school. Uh, never wanted to study from the get go, huh? Yeah. I just it was I wasn't bad in school. I would always pass. Like I had decent grades, but like I never didn't apply yourself. Yeah. I would just go for the B. I'd go like if I get a B minus, I'm fucking rocking it. Yeah. He's like, why don't you shoot for the the hundred? And I'm like, why? What's the point? You What's know? the point? Because why? You knew I was that way with certain classes where I was like, I don't want to, especially math. I was like, yeah. I know I'm not going to use the quadratic formula. Yep. So fuck yourself with it. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Shram. No. And, uh, I just didn't 
want to put time and energy, even at that stage in life, into mm -hmm. stuff where I was like, I know I'm not going to do it. And yeah. I didn't know comedy was going to be the thing, but I knew that like creative stuff was. Yeah. Right? Were you that same way? Were you like, if it was something that I dug doing, mm -hmm. I'll put all my time into it. Like audio visual classes, I would go the extra mile. Cool. Where the guy would be like, you only had to make like a two minute video and I made like a 13 minute short film. <laughs> like I made a two minute version and then a 13 minute version. He goes, I guess I'll give you t 10 extra points. <laughs> and I was like, awesome. What was the short film about? What was it called? So. Let's we, cut to a clip. No, we don't have no, a clip. Okay, they're not good. They're not no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was so it? we made like uh, it's this horror movie. It was like uh, like this home invasion movie with this guy wearing a mask, just starts slaughtering friends off one by one, and you know the friend comes out and he's like, "What are you doing?" It's awful. It's it's called uh, I think Mr. Smile or Smile. Smile's a good yeah, horror yeah. film name. Yeah, yeah, and he had, we bought this mask and we like painted over it and it had like this creepy smile. Cool. So yeah, we did stuff like that. I love doing so. And you acted in it as well? Oh no, just directed. Okay. And then I uh, went to Texas State, which is thir like 30 minutes south of here. And it's Texas's biggest college. And uh, I got, I was doing a, like an accounting degree. I went there, you know, I was like, oh, we'll figure something out. And it's a party school, so I went from, like, a military home sheltered life where, like, my dad had, like, cameras around the house. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, a tracking device on my car. Like, he knew where I was all the time in high school. Tracking device yes. on your car? Yes. What were you doing pre that that made him go, we got to track this fuck? <laughs> I smoked a joint once. <laughs> yeah. Truly, that's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truly, I was not. And he was so anti-drug, yeah, or, yeah. or he thought smoking a joint meant. He's going to, He's. it goes, smoking a joint. Crystal Matthew Ted Bundy, like, <laughs> yeah, in, the, in that order. Like, so I gotta track his every move yeah, to make yeah, sure I he's not butt fucking a parakeet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll be right back. No. Um, that uh, I wish I had a sponsor for parakeet food, and that was how I transitioned into it. Um, <laughs> like Adam, we can't do, we can't work with you anymore. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah man. Fucking the parakeet community is fucking pissed. They're they very love offended. Peta's fine with it because they actually a lot of their animals butt fuck, but. The parakeet community has a hard stance on anal. Um, okay, so so he puts up... How do you feel about that? It's weird. Yeah. You know, it's weird going like... Like, I, I would invite friends over, and you'd get a, he'd be like, get a text, like, where are you guys going? You know, we would just leave, like, to go 7-Eleven. Where are you guys going? Oh, we're going to 7-Eleven. He goes, you actually stopped at Walgreens first. What were you picking up there? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Wow. How I learned I had the tracker on my car... Was uh, they were going to go? What's what's the band? Hotel California. Um, Eagles. Eagles. They were gonna go see the Eagles. And uh, a girl hit me up. And this is junior year. I was like, I'll go hang out with this girl. You know, we were gonna go to the forest, like fucking make out, like ooh, awesome. Yeah, because I'm a nerd and making out. I was like, yeah. By the way, <laughs> I was like, fucking no, dude. Do not step over making out. A very yeah. cool move, especially at that stage in life. Even now, you know, like I think making out, I think is probably why a lot of these. Guys get in trouble for me too. And yeah, slow it down, man. Slow it down. Stop, stop reaching for a tit right away. Quit yeah, yeah. trying to grab the pussy. You know, <laughs> could just if you just made out first, you wouldn't. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And also, isn't it crazy to think that like making out in the woods nowadays? It's if you were to ask a girl to go to the woods to make out. Yeah. At that point, which was even what eight years ago, maybe probably ten. 10 yeah. yeah. A, a sweet, a sweet romantic thing. gesture. Yeah, yeah. I would be. I would love to know the. If you pulled how many girls? Oh, murder. <laughs> it's murder. They're going to be like, no, I'm not going to the woods. Going to fucking woods, yeah. Gary. With Tony. Like, look <laughs> with at Tony, him. Yeah, look yeah, at him. Yeah, he has ketchup stains on. Is that ketchup <laughs> or blood, you know? <laughs> so, 
So yeah, I, she goes, hey, let's hang out. And I was like, cool. And uh, I was like in trouble. I couldn't leave the house or whatever. But I was like, you know what? I'll fucking just go. The concert's like two hours. Like I Googled how long the concerts were. Good move. Like, oh, I Googled how much the drive there was back. I even said, like, what if my dad likes to leave places early? He hates traffic. I was like, we'll add, like, we'll subtract 30 minutes just in case he gets home early, you know? And so. You I really think, had to do this, by the way, all the time to get a full oh, experience, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. Make sure that you knew when he was. So you just mm-hmm. could avoid confrontation. Anytime. I would just fucking figure, figure shit out. Wow. So I used maybe the quadratic formula because I was mapping out. I was Hilarious. Like, Fuck you, you know, dude. Traffic Look at you rubbing it in my face. <laughs> yeah. Here I was being like, I don't need it. And you're like, you actually could have used it, man. To- I can't wait. What if you're doing a set tonight and somehow you need the quadratic <laughs> formula to like solve? For sure, it's going to come back to haunt me at some point. I mean, already math. I mean, you know, I'm fine with simple math. Yeah. It was that type of stuff that you just truly. But yeah, I mean, there is probably a bit to be had where it's like. I get held up or like the aliens come down to, and you know, I get one of the first few like probe opportunities yeah. and they're just like, we won't put all our things in your sink that if you can tell us what negative B over two A is. And you're and just I'm like, God like, damn God it. God damn it. Can I take a community class real quick? Like, <laughs> yeah. like just three hours of refresher. Yeah, yeah. Give me three hours guys. And I'll be right back with a closed butt. Um, I'm not a parakeet. Uh, okay. So, you go to the woods. So, no, we didn't even get to the woods. Gotcha. So the plan was pick her up, you know, get some snacks, like all that stuff, and then go hang out. So we get to her house. She gets in my car. Fucking, we're jamming out to music. We're going to go to the Walgreens. Awesome. I'm, like, excited. It's a great night. You know, I'm playing a song. She's like, this is good music. I was like, she likes my music. Oh, man. Like, I'm winning. I'm winning. And then, ding. And then I go, huh, just a text message, probably a buddy or whatever, you yeah. know, wishing me luck. Yeah. You know, when you're, you tell your three closest friends to like, tell me everything. Yes. You know, my one buddy's like, don't fuck it up. You know, For sure. Cool. You need that guy. So then another text. And I was like, oh, Jeremy and Marcus are usually together. I don't know why they're both texting me. And then just bing, bing. It just keeps going. And I stop real quick and I look and my dad's like, why did you leave the house? Where are you going? Why'd you stop at this house? Why'd you? Yeah. And just started like, he's like, now you're on your way to Walgreens. You're here. And then he's like, get your ass home. You have 20 minutes. And I just go, oh, I go, how do you know this? He goes, check underneath your wheel. And there was like a little tracker thing. He told you. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't have told you, but I guess. But if I take it out, he knows that it like alarms it. Because it's like underneath the wheel, there was like this plug that you could, it energizes it. So if you take it out, he would oh get a thing that it God. got deactivated. So you had to say what to the gal? Yeah, yeah. I just go, I, we've been tracked. <laughs> like, I was like, she's, she's like, what? Like, Who I go, are you? Yeah, I go, I'm a dangerous man. <laughs> you know, I, I've killed, you know. I killed Osama bin Laden. And was, so then you had to drop her off and that was that? Yeah, drop her off. And uh, oh, dude, I was like, we could do this in the... Like later, and she's like, "Yeah, sure." Just never, never happened again. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you remember her like, name? Of course which, you do. That was Brittany. That was Brittany. Where's she now? I don't know. The one that got away, or no? Was this no, just? It was no. just like it was one of those things where it's like would have been a fun. Hang. A, yeah, we got along in in a class. Cool. And the, it, yeah, it wasn't like anything crazy, but it would have been cool. Dude, you know? how uh, did you have um, you know uh, a grudge towards? Towards dad for a while? Oh, or? dude, me and my dad, it was fucking... Like, my senior year of high school was, like, badly. I lived... I kind of ran away the summer before college for, like, two weeks. Where I just, like... He's like, if you leave the house, I'm deactivating your phone. 
And so he deactivated it. I slept on a few couches when I was 18. You just need a fucking break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of. And it wasn't good because, like, I was hanging out with guys. And, like, like weed's not bad, but, like, these guys were, like, weed was their life. So yeah. it was, like, fucking you wake up, you work your job at the pizza place, then you just fucking bong rips until 3 in the morning. Then you wake up four hours later, go back to work, come back, bong rips, shotgunning beers. You know, and that's wow. fun for, like, two weeks. Yeah, eating the pizza that you... Cooked, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you, and then some of those guys are still doing that today, where it's just that that's their cycle. So I'm glad, like, I got and, it out yeah. of the way. And some of them have gotten to be like productive stoners to where they might even run the place. Yeah, um, some, nope. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, they're like, no, dude. Yeah, he's like, dude, I don't want to run. They're the place. all goes, still wearing the same shirt with yeah. a different name tag yeah, just yeah. to try to fool the people from their past that come in and oh, see yeah. them. Oh, no, they don't even fool the. The name tag doesn't change. It's the shirt because the pizza place has gone through like three different owners. Uh, oh. I, I shit you not. Yeah, Who tried yeah. to put their own stamp on it being like, we have, we have pepper <laughs> shirts now. You're like, dude, everyone knows it's fucking Benici's Pizza. Yeah, it's, uh, so, what was the name of it? It was Fox's in high school. Fox's Man, Pizza. That's a cool, you know, almost the same way that girls have that eat, pray, love thing. That is kind of the guy dream for a little bit. Get fucked up. Dude, work at a chill job. Make enough money and hang with your buddies. In the backyard. Just drinking, wow. listening to music, freestyling. Was the pizza place oh freestyling? We had freestyle rap. I'm not gonna do it. I'm awful. Wasn't you know? gonna ask you to. Unless... You, you kind of looked like it. You yeah. kind of were like, hey Let's... man, <laughs> if you're a white guy and another white guy says he freestyle rap, duh, in the past, yeah. of course I'm gonna go <laughs> and go. Do you still do it? No. The mic is yours. <laughs> I mean, I love to, uh, Rick Glassman and I love, anytime I do his podcast, Take Your Shoes Off, we always get, we're always very high and we always yeah. freestyle rap, but it's so bad. Yeah. But then there's always a point where you try to do it well because, you know, it's just like anything, I think creatively, especially if mm -hmm. you are a creative person, you, it's jokey for a little bit, but you still want, it's, you, it's better just the same way, like, you know, comedy music is better yeah. if you sound good, mm -hmm. right? If the music is actually good. So, uh, and usually when you're high, you get one bar in that's kind of good. It's not great. No. It's not like Slim Shade. It's not like Nipsey Hustle. No. But you get a bar where it just flows right. The rhymes are great. And you're just like, yeah, if I dedicated myself, I could be the greatest of all time. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. For sure. But you couldn't be. No, yeah. I could not. <sighs> well, just another beautiful Saturday morning being a five year old fat kid. <laughs> Gonna go downstairs and get some cereal. Wait a second. There's new cereal here. Bob? You know, growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But I had to give it up because I realized it was full of sugar and fat and all the stuff that gives you boobies as a young adolescent male. Junk. The stuff you really shouldn't eat. Well, that's where Magic Spoon comes in. Heard of them? Yeah. It's a new cereal with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. And only 140 calories a serving. It's also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. It's basically a cereal that's good for you. There's also four flavors, which are cocoa, fruity, frosted, my favorite because I'm a Frosted Flakes bitch, and peanut butter. Guess what? It tastes exactly like cereal from your childhood, and I'm telling you this because I've had it, and I used to be a cereal junkie. Still love it, but you got to take it down a notch once you get into your 30s because you realize a little bit of Cinnamon Toast Crunch can clog your arteries and take away your ability to come. So... Super nutritious, delicious, super healthy cereal that really brings the joy to your mornings or afternoons. That's right, Caleb. So go to magicspoon.com to grab a variety. I'm sorry, magicspoon.com slash about. 
that's a promo code, to grab a variety pack and try it today. Use the promo code ABOUT at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash about. Use the promo code about to save $5 off. Thank you so much, Magic Spoon, because we want to keep eating cereal, but we just want it to what, Caleb? Tastes good. You got it, buddy. Why are you in my house? So, okay, so you're hanging in the back, you're freestyle rapping, you're mm. living the dream, and then are you making your buddies laugh? Like, have you always been a jovial, funny kid? So for, like, my friend circle, like, so I was the kid in school, I was not never the class clown. You weren't? Yeah, I was, like, so my friends, I was always the goofy kid, you know, we'd pull pranks on each other, do characters, like, like I said, short films, all that, like, just wacky kind of stuff, and then I was the kid in the back of the class, like with non-friends, so it, it was like the cheerleader, right? She'd be sitting next to me, and the teacher would be spouting some stuff. Like we had one guy named Mr. Paris, and he was just like ridiculous. He's just like this wild, unhappy guy. He would always like, if we, we failed a test, he's like, don't end up like my son. He went to prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so just, I was like, maybe that, maybe you should have hugged your son more. You know what I mean? Maybe. By the way, I love a teacher <laughs> that just has subtle, like, disappointment drops. Yeah. Like, where, like, yeah, that answer was wrong. Like my son's choices <laughs> from 92 to 97. You know, like, just little subtle. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so you would like. So I would just, he would be saying, spouting off some ridiculous yeah. stuff. Then I would say a comment, make her laugh, you know. So it was like one of those things, or like him laugh, the, the, the football player, the good football player. So I wasn't like, people are like, oh, Tony's funny, but it was never like, oh, Tony's going to make us laugh. The back of the room kid treats class like an open mic because yeah. you got a few kids around you. And yeah. I think if you're more in the middle and you're doing it to the whole class, that's Carnegie Hall. Mm -hmm. So you were working your way up. I you was were working like, I'm going to just, yeah. And that's the way to do it, by the way. Yeah. Going full in right away to try to get the whole class on board mm. is a bold move. And if you fall flat, even at that stage when you have no real like, you know, style or sensibility, you're yeah. trying to figure it out. Like, and there are kids that did it. I remember, but it was like, it was 50-50. They were always throwing darts. And it was like one day they'd call the teacher a bitch and everybody would oh. laugh. Or other days they would like put a whoopee cushion under the uh, teacher's chair. Mm. And, you know. There was this kid named Dalton. And he was the Carnegie Hall kid. He would always do pranks, you know, get up. He would like mm. yell at the teacher, you know, make the class laugh. He got in trouble so much that his mom literally had to spend the whole day with him. And his mom was like in her military outfit, like her get up BDUs. And had to go from class to class with him just to to see how he behaves. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I don't want that. No. Like my dad, you know, coming to school with my dad and being like, yeah, dad, lunch is, lunch is now. I, I usually get the pizza and then we go play on the swing. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want that. Uh -uh. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just be the kid in the back. And the teacher's like, what are you guys talking about? I would be like, oh, nothing. I was just helping her out. And he's like, oh, okay. Because I look innocent. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to, I'll do that. And what was that feeling like? Do you remember when you would make the oh, chillier laugh? Dude, it's the cool, like, especially when you make your friends laugh, it's great. But you think, oh, these are my friends. We have the same sense of humor. Yeah. You know, we're just, we're cheering each other up. Yeah. You know, we, we get each other. But when it's like someone you really haven't talked to, you really haven't hung out with, and you fucking like make them snort. Yeah. Or I like know. they spit up some water. The coolest. And you're just like, whoa. You're like, okay. Yeah. And then you're like, can I do it to someone else? Yeah. Yeah. It's like this, you know. A new audience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's weird that that is uh, 
kind of what it turns into for us now, like getting excited to play a new room or, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that feeling of making somebody you don't, you don't uh, have as much familiarity with and get them to, to uh, they're almost like a stranger to you. Yeah. And you're like, wow, what a cool skill mm -hmm. that I just like. And then you're like, wow, I wonder if there's kids in other classes that might find what I'm doing funny or at recess or like outside of school. Like yeah. maybe I'll be at a, a fucking weird camp and make a kid laugh. And yeah. then it's like, wow, I'm going on the road, you know, <laughs> like. And I don't know. I don't remember. But you would also bomb. There would be some kids that didn't find you funny. I don't remember this girl. It was a small Asian girl. And she was very she was like straight A's, you know, she was class president yeah. all this right and she I was remember, a hater yeah and i remember on the bus i tried to say something and she turned around and she goes yeah we don't need to do this jokes thing and i remember i was like i was like oh man i, I was like bombing that's like your first time on stage you're like oh this is bad this does not feel good wow. like i went home and i was like do i joke too much i go maybe life is more serious you know oh. i like that night i was just eating my like broccoli and i'm just like Maybe maybe I should take life more serious, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that girl was Aquafina. Yeah. And and um yeah. and she was just uh, you know, stealing your material. <laughs> what if there was what if what if she did, whoever that girl was, like yeah. turned out to be like a big comic and oh. like did like in her special some joke you did on the bus and, and like, just like made the face you made. <laughs> I was like, but don't, she was like, even did like a thing like, don't call me Tony. And it was like, what? what? <laughs> don't call me Tony Casillas from fourth period. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That, uh, making kids on the bus laugh too was a very cool skill. Ever make the bus driver laugh or were you always no. like, no, the bus driver scary. Yeah. yeah. She scary. Was, she wasn't fun. She would talk politics to us. <laughs> what? Yeah. She was a nice lady. Uh, but she like, I you guys have a good day at school. Remember to vote no on referendum 48. Yeah, it was like, like that. So like eighth grade, uh, I think Obama's running his first term. Mm. And it was one of those things. He gave a speech like 10 minutes away from where we're living in this auditorium, this big like auditorium place. And my dad wanted to go see him. So we went and went and saw him and he gave a speech and it was like, you know, he's talking like, like, uh, I, what was it? Um, what was his first slogan? What, what, it we, was, we, can, we can change. We, we can do we, it. We can I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. You By know. the way, this is just, yeah. I mean, like one of the most C. influential C. elections. Yes, we can. Yes, we yes, can. Yes, we can. Thank C. C. you. I remember the Mexican. You about to say, si, senor? No, it was si, se bueno. Oh. Which, yes, we can in Spanish. Oh, great. So I remember we're there and he's <laughs> I talking. Like, I thought it was si, senor. <laughs> si, senor. I think that's what Pepe Le Pew said or uh, Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> that's how he got yeah. the Latin votes. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember we're going there and that was a big slogan. This, he gave this great speech yeah. and it was like the first political rally I went to. And I was like, I like this guy. He's like a politician talking about, you know, the young growing up hard. Totally. And it was I like, I want to say too, he was one of the first people I remember. Maybe it's just where you are in your life and how you're relating to that stuff. But like public speaking wise, there was the first one I remember watching in a while where I was like, God damn, like, I don't feel like I'm watching just a politician. Totally. I feel yeah. like I was seeing like a guy that was like, gave a fuck and mm -hmm. was like, I don't know. There was a lot, there was just a lot in the pot of, uh, and he just didn't seem it. It's so you, even as a kid, you can tell when people are up there and seem very, and like Clinton, I thought was a great speaker, mm -hmm. but he also felt very polished point and, point, and point. Yeah. And Obama had a, a little bit of grit to him. Right. And you felt, you saw like people around you tearing up Yeah, and it was like, this guy, you know, he's going to change lives. Yeah. And so I got a, I asked my dad, I was like, can I get a shirt? And I was like, sure, you can get a shirt. And uh, 
so he buys me an Obama shirt, and we get on. I get on the bus, and she goes, "Ah, oh, Casillas." I go, "What?" And she goes, "Don't tell me you're falling for that BS." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the I was the bus like, driver going hard. In the oh, paint. dude, she was crazy. Drawing a line. Yeah, and then when he won, I couldn't even vote. But when he won. I got on the bus and left the bus, and I was like, ha-ha, Obama won. You did? And she goes, don't be a sore winner. And I was just like, well, you've been telling Fuck me. you, for bitch. Fucking, yeah, yeah, for four you weeks. You started this shit. Yeah, you are like, McCain is the American hero. This guy's just a phony. And I was just like, what are you? His last this? name ain't yeah. even, even Obama. <laughs> yeah. It's Obama. You're like, what? Maybe if you listen to Yes We Can, you wouldn't be a bus driver at 49. <laughs> you know what I mean? And your husband would still be with you. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Did was you a, drop those times on her? I would, in my no, head. in your head, yeah. yeah. As a kid. That's a lot, by the way. Walking <laughs> off the bus, you're like, I still have to get on tomorrow morning yeah, yeah. and take the same route. She has my father's phone number. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need that conversation. He's got a tracking device on the <laughs> yeah, bus already. Yeah. Did you, did you tell the bus driver <laughs> yeah. she can blow her own cunt? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's got a verbal tracker. <laughs> Blow her own cunt, yeah. Jesus, Tony. I thought you better than that. Yeah. <laughs> that wow, yeah. That uh, it's funny that even that stuff at that age, like that's your when you have those interactions with adults that aren't your folks. Yeah. And you know, um, that election definitely inspired more young people, I think, than ever before. Yeah. So you're getting more kids at in eighth grade that had a felt like they had a voice which yeah. was great and then also we're coming truly into the heart i think of social media at that point where it's like i mean shit dude that you know you the bus driver you know probably had a facebook page that you could have gone on later and posted like a yes we can sticker yeah, yeah. with like a hashtag blow your cunt you know <laughs> below it yeah. and you know she, 40 people would have liked it then mm -hmm. she would have comment i mean it's like that's a crazy dynamic to have that uh, I didn't have growing up, which is, um, I don't know, for better or for worse. You hear athletes all the time talking about how, thank God we didn't have social media. Yeah. How do you uh, use it now for your comedy? Do you enjoy it? I, you're, you're real active with, like, posting about your shows, um, and I think in a healthy way, too, because we both know and we've both done it because everybody does when they're getting yeah. going. There's a part of you that posts stuff when you're getting going for the braggadocious purposes. Yeah. And for the, like, I am proving to my, whether it's friends back home or comrades or just needing to, you know, I was having a, a conversation it's with like the It's like I'm doing it. It's like almost totally. like. The validation. It's, it, and it's like, hey, it's okay. Don't worry about me. Because, yeah. like, with uh, my dad was one thing. I remember uh, I got a shout out on a podcast and his boss called him and he goes, I think I heard your your son's name, like an ex-boss of my dad's, on this this podcast I listened to. And that's when my dad, he called me that night and he goes, so this comedy thing's like working out. Whoa. Because he always knew it was like I was getting shows and I was working. but like, He doesn't know what that means. And you know the pay in comedy when you're starting out sucks. As a parent, you know? he probably, and I mean, yeah. he was just looking at it from a uh, financial, financial standpoint. He's just like, I want you to be okay. And he's like, why are you driving like 19 hours to get paid $90? I'm like, well, because it's like it could lead to more gigs. I'm meeting more comics. You know, that's he, he couldn't recognize the passion part of it and like seeing the grind. That no, you were, he loved it. He's oh. like, he's like, but he goes financially. He's like, you can't pay rent yeah. with grind. Just worrying about his kid. He wants you to be okay. And, and it he, wasn't, it was never like villainous. It was never like, I never felt, but he just doesn't. Cause he went from college yeah, to man. making a salary, you know, health insurance. The uncertainty stuff. wasn't as prominent in his life. Exactly. And that's a tough thing for people from that world to grasp. And it's one of the scary parts about our world where it's like, dude. I mean, fuck, dude. I, I mean, it's 
the highs and lows, you know, are it's why not everyone sticks with it or exactly. even tackles it. Yeah. I mean, I remember talking to you. I think I saw you in Arizona. That might be the last time I saw you, actually. I th- we saw each other quickly with once Jay, in Dallas. Jay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I remember in Arizona. You, you had uh, driven d- there to do a show from Dallas, and you hadn't yet moved to Austin, but you uh, with Big Jay Hollingsworth and a few other dudes, and you did a show mm-hmm. at one of the other AZ clubs and then popped over to say what up, and then uh, you guys were like, we're driving back right now. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man. And you're like, because we got a show tomorrow, I think, mm-hmm. and – I don't want to miss it. And I was like, God damn, dude. I was just like, I, you know, that was just such a respectable move. And also like, fuck, like, can I be honest? Yeah. Um, I didn't have a show. I just, you were just boring me. That's at Tony Casillas (laughs) on Twitter. Um, I don't think he has an Instagram. He can blow his own cunt. Um, we're not going to air this episode. And uh, yeah. shout out to Peter's Parakeet Food. Yeah, I was like, Adam keeps on talking about Peter's Parakeets. I was like, we dude, get it, Adam. Sucks. You're making that parakeet yeah, money yeah, now, we dude. Get it, dude. Some of us, yeah, some Hilarious. of us are still only making that. That's the- so funny. By the way, we've all done that. Where we, I mean, and how many times? Just real quick to piggyback yeah. on that. Have you used stand up as mm-hmm. a way to get out of a social thing that you don't want to go to all the time? Oh, it's the best. Yeah, because the people that do get it are like, oh, yeah, all right, you got that shit. You know, mm-hmm. once they get that you're into it, early on, just to go back to it with posting about it to let people know that you're fine. Yeah. I remember my first three to five years even, and probably even more so, kids from college who saw me do it a few times at some frat parties would see me around at, you know, kids' birthday parties and whatever, and they'd be like, um, oh, so how's the comedy thing going? And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's a fucking grinding, man. They're like, yeah, I haven't seen you any shows or billboard. You know, any, I haven't seen you on any specials or TV. And I'm yep. just like, so you're doing it? I'm like, well, yeah. It's a, and then you have to explain to them, like, you know, it's like, it's like what you're doing, man, for lo- being a lawyer. Like, you had to go through school. You had to, they're like, yeah, but I got a job out of college. And you're like, fuck you. But also, <laughs> no, for sure. But it's, this is, there's a lot more. This is a not everyone you got to. And so I'm just defending myself and they're watching me like almost spiral by being like, it's not. You're proving yourself. You're kind of like going like, no, but like last week I did 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and I like, got to do five minutes in Santa Barbara. I didn't get paid, but I drove the headliner yeah. and we got to talk and he might take me on the road. Probably not, though. But like, <laughs> yeah. but like we made he a good also, contact. He actually deleted my number before he got out of my phone, but like or my car. But it's, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. And he said he said my joke about Cheetos is really good. It was really good. Potential. Yeah. But he, then he stopped. But then I saw him on TV the next weekend and he actually did. <laughs> my joke about Cheetos, so I feel like it's kind of paying homage to me. It's like, yeah. I, it's like I highlighted my career. I now go on stage as the guy who got a joke about Cheetos stolen. I think I should send him an invoice, but that might be a little too extreme because maybe he lost my number and didn't find it. Yeah, but I do the need the money. I actually have been sucking, <laughs> sucking wieners outside the Panera for four bucks a head. Yeah, I've been yeah. sucking my old bus driver's cunt just so I can make some rent can money. Can I borrow 50 grand? You want to start a business? Uh, but dude, social media is one of those things. It's like you say, it's it's... You, you want to post about shows just to show people like, cause it helps you get booked in other places. Well, there's the thing, there's the, it, there's the, uh, you got, there's out of sight, out of mind. And yeah. then there's like, there's, uh, you know, selling the sizzle, not the steak, you yeah. know, where it's like people do pay attention to the stuff they see. And it's like, Oh, look at like, I mean, I, you know, and, and that matters. But mm-hmm. also I think what younger comics don't realize, I was t- talking to one about this last night is that, you know, People recognize, though, when it's like, you know, you've, you know, even the last two years have just been grinding and getting on better shows and making more contacts and getting cooler gigs and and taking really just being all in to where you can, uh, you know, go to uh, Zany's at Nashville last night and then get back here 
and, uh, and, and get right back to it. And then there's people that are not doing that type of shit and don't even have the time to be doing that mm -hmm. and haven't delivered on stage to where people take you with them to Nashville, yet they're still posting like that's happening. And yeah. it's like, man, there's like, take your time, like enjoy the process of getting better is what I always say. But also people can tell when you're, if you're posting about like, as if you're everywhere and you're crushing it, mm -hmm. people will know like, well, I know you're, I know you're just, these are, it's just you're posting for the um, the the image of yeah. like wow look what's happening and it's the like the weirdest is when they post a calendar they put dates on it and then you look at one and you're like that's an open mic I've seen that before I was like wow I'm yeah. just like I'm like dude like I was like my calendar there's some months where my calendar's full there's some months where it's like I only have four shows this month yeah. and then it's a lot of open mics but you post those four shows you do those four shows and it's like it's also like, a tour date schedule when you're a couple years in like who the fuck do you think they, is coming yeah, they, to see they you they name a tour and I'm like like I'm a, fe <laughs> I'm a feature I'm a feature act it's like I had a comic ask me I, I won't mention the name good guy but he goes hey man you should take me on the road with you and I go no, these guys are taking me. I can't be like, hey, man, Adam, I appreciate you taking me to these dates. Yeah. Um, but can my buddy Steven <laughs> come along? I know you've never seen he's him. He's got a Cheeto like, bit. Yeah, he's got a Cheeto it. bit that you'd love. It's different than yours. <laughs> so it's like that shit is kind of crazy where it's like it's also I think people with social media, it's one of those things. You don't post the negative sides. You know what I mean? No, you, everyone's you, posting the best version of their lives. Like, and I feel like there's I don't know. Who do you think's truly? I think Will Smith. Oh. Guess what? What you see is what you yeah. get. You're Will Smith. You're what, dude? I mean, you have I, like one bad Tuesday every year. You have a bad, yeah, maybe. he has a bad Tuesday for an hour. Yeah, yeah. And it's you, and it's his wife being like, "I was in an entanglement," and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes, "Well, I was in floors." Yeah, yeah, dude. Men in Black Two was a wild summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yeah. wilder than Wild Wild West, <laughs> but it was pretty wild. Um, I yeah. fucked the spider. <laughs> I had sex with a robotic spider. Oh man, I had fuck with. I fucked six of the uh, robots in iRobot <laughs> while they were in their suits. Uh, there was no hole. I punctured one through mm -hmm. the suit. Um, nice, just got real quiet. Um, I uh, I don't hate on that, and I don't judge because I feel for it, and I do go out of my way sometimes. I don't know how you are with that too, because I'm sure you're at a point where you get people asking you, or they see. They want a fast track. They go, yeah. man, Tony, look at you in a couple of years, man, getting some, you're, you're stacking the chips and mm. you're, and you're like, yeah, I've been fucking grinding. And it's yeah. like, what's this, what's the secret? And what do you say to those people? I tell them, dude, I just tell them like, work your ass off, treat it like a day job, even though you're not making money where it's like, that's, that's how I looked at it. Like I look at comedy, like an internship where I'm doing those road gigs where I'm driving 15, 16 hours to make 80 bucks. I was like, I'm going to come back negative 150 bucks. But I'm putting myself in a situation to make a group of people laugh. So in the future, if I go to the market next to them, those people are going to come pay to see me if they like me. And it, it's, it's like building a brand. It's like building, it's building you. Or I didn't want to bomb a lot in my hometown. Because my thing is, like, if I bomb seven hours away, who gives a shit what the people in Abilene, Texas think of me? Yeah. So I'd go there, try out my new 15, only four minutes of it works, and then I'll come back to Dallas, do that for, and they're like, Tony's new four is sick. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, fucking 15 fucking sucks. Yeah. So it was like, I would use the road kind of like these gigs to just test shit out and fucking, you know, learn, try to find my voice on stage, 
try to like work on crowd work because when you're at your home club and you're trying to impress the manager or the booker you're just doing your a shit all totally. the time just totally. to get some work yes so it was like i was in this weird hole where i was just doing the same five to seven over and over and over and then i was like let's just get out there and just let's fail a little bit so i used the road to like fail and to get better so where did you uh get the i mean you had to have some cash right to like find these gigs or would you just band together with other comics and go yeah it was one of those so i worked uh i got a film degree in college mm -hmm. and i did a lot of freelance photography work yep. so i would just work my ass off for three months do some contracts build like four grand and then for a month and a half i'll just do comedy and just like blow it all you know on wow these, man on the, and then go back fucking go back into work fucking do like three or four shoots and then fucking hit the road so. And so when you would say blow it all, like you would, um, what, like hit up, like find just, a lot of like smaller shows yeah. in cities that had shows and, and just needed comics? Or? Yeah, like Oklahoma, they would be like, hey, come to this bar. We'll pay you 20 bucks to do this bar. So it's like five hours to drive there, get a hotel. So me and a few comics would just do that and just plan like little routes. Yeah. Then come back home and. And fun, right? Oh, it's the best. I mean, that's the thing, too. It's like you have to be so in love with that part of it yeah and um and you know early on if you are you mm -hmm. know it's like if you're if you're in that car and you're like man we're gonna make dick but this is gonna be like a fun experience like i mean dude i remember going with jeff die he was headlining some bar in spokane washington and i was maybe two maybe three years in yeah and hadn't even like featured yet didn't have 20 minutes by any means and uh, you know was doing 20 maybe 25 and uh and Jeff was kind of a hot deal in Seattle, but yeah. hadn't got on TV yet or whatnot, but was, had a college agent maybe. And this got, but it was a low, it was, you know, five hours from Seattle. So I went with them and, and we drove out there and it was so fun just yeah. to, just to go, just do, again, like you said, do comedy outside of, uh, and you know, I'd only done about 10 open mics in Seattle at that point, And then, um, and then was in LA and then, and then back to Seattle. So, um, we get out there and this bar was just so not conducive for stand up. Exactly, yeah. And I, a, I was like judging Jeff. I was like, you took this gig and they told me they gave him like 500 bucks. And I was yeah. like, fuck. All right. Well, yeah. that, I get why you did it. And I get up there and they didn't turn any of the TVs off. Oh yeah. It was so loud. And when I say it was so loud, you're like, oh, there was like room chatter. It was picture <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> While there's also like a 69 festival yeah. sponsored by Pornhub on the back patio yeah. and all the doors are open. Yeah. Everybody's just coming. It's just fucking madness, chaos, all the sounds and noises you don't want to be competing with and the TVs. And I remember like, and then you're up there just like cheese fries. You dude, know? I was, I remember doing I, uh, a super Mario brothers bit where I was doing like a bin it, bin it, bin it, and, and I was like screaming it. And I was like in my head, just thinking about how good the cry was going to be when I got oh, home yeah, yeah. because I was so like, but then there was a couple moments where I remember, and it's the first time in that gig, and this is why I just bring it up, that I remember like firing back at people in the crowd and, and the, the 10 people that were maybe listening, mm -hmm. that were like in the sit, seated in the crowd, I remember talking to them and then talking about what was happening to them. And then I remember getting a few people in the back yeah. to stop and look. And then I was yelling at one and then one started. So then he and I started engaging and then I started making fun of what he was wearing. And then that got a few people to stop. Yeah. And I was like, okay, whoa, you got to control the fucking room, man. And so there were bar gigs after that where it was a little less chaotic. So I 
just had a, I, but I grew in that moment. You train. It, it's like a training. It's a, it's like dude, it's training fight or day. fucking fight where you're yeah. like, am I going to get something out of this? Or am I truly going to just have this whole experience be a wash and go, mm -hmm. well, at least I tried that fucking one thing that did, nobody heard because yep. the fucking 69 festival was so <laughs> abrasive. Yeah, man, you, uh, you don't, Nobody teaches you that either. No. It's only a by doing skill set, right? But then it makes you great too, because then when you're in a club setting, of course, like people are listening to you because they came for comedy, but you get the dick table where they're just coming to get fucked up. You yeah. know, they got some free tickets, they're coming to get fucked up. And you're like, oh, I fucking destroy these people at a bar that didn't want to listen to me. Now I have a hundred people on my side. This is cake. Yeah. So it's like you you learn like tools, you learn lessons, you learn and I also it's it's weird. I, I'm getting to the point where it's like now I'm traveling alone a lot, and it's like I miss to do like one nighters with, by yourself. No, or, I'm, yeah, one nighters or, or to go like, or feature for or people. You feature, you know, but and you don't. Yeah, you can get yourself there and be comfy. Yeah, yeah, but it's like I miss the days where you go with your three or four buds. Yeah, because now it's like yeah, the, those were the fun days. Because like I remember one gig me and my buddy Sal did. It was a shitty bar in Oklahoma, and we get there and there's like only nine people. You know, they didn't want comedy. It's like bombarded on them. Right? They weren't excited. And uh, my buddy Sal goes on stage, and then I go, huh, that joke sounds very familiar to mine. And then he goes, another joke. I go, that sounds kind of like a virgin, version of one of my jokes. And I go, hey, Sal, are you doing my material? He goes, shut the fuck up. So he does my entire act, chopped up, missing punchlines, you know? I start dying. He gets off stage. I'm like, what the fuck, Sal? He goes, now do mine. <laughs> and he's this, he's this big Italian guy. So I have to go up there and just like, yeah, my girlfriend loves cheese and do this like big Italian cheese oh act. Oh, my God. And How we was were missing punchlines and the audience is just like looking. And uh, the owner, <laughs> we're bomb. We both bomb, but we're just, I'm just trying to make Sal laugh. Yeah, man. And then afterwards, the, the owner comes up to us. He goes, it seems like y'all's comedy is just for like you two. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah man. Great feedback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He goes, all right, here's your 20 bucks. Yeah. You did your job. But he goes, yeah, man, that type of shit's so fun. And like, yeah, you get to a point to where you're obviously not going to be uh, swapping acts for a full, full house that's paid. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't do that. But it's like those gigs where it's like, Hey, we have another gig tomorrow that's probably going to be better. Yeah. That's for one night. Break the monotony of what we're doing. Let's just have fun. Totally. And then we got home, we got to the hotel. You know, we're high. We're just joking around, calling our buddies, telling so the story. So funny. You know? Yeah, It's man. just like one of those moments you'll, you'll always remember. Oh, yeah. So. Do you um, have stuff right now that you're really pumped to? Like, do you feel like your writing has changed in the last uh, year or so? And how do you feel that it has? And did uh, the pandemic what did that do to you creatively? So the pandemic was bad for me. Like it was one of these weird things where it was like I was getting in a groove. Like I was literally about to move to Los Angeles. Me and my roommate found a place in L.A. We're about to sign a lease. And then, boom, pandemic hit May. We're going to leave June. So we got out of the lease. Thank wow, God. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you had gotten to a point in was, Dallas where you were like, I'm moving and shaking. I mm -hmm. like where I'm at. How many years in? I was four years. And so you're like, I let's go. It's like I've done, I've worked with, it was one of those things where it's like I've worked with a lot of cool people. Yeah. And it's like. And I, kept up the relationships, yeah? And kept up the relationships. Like how many people like me have you kept up with that say are. Like you, Jeremiah. Yeah. You know, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. People that are in the yeah. scene and that he, are like doing things and that you're like, oh, cool. I have, I, I'm going to go to LA. Yeah. Not feeling completely out of my And element. it was like with some people it was like. 
like not even buddy buddy but every time they were in town they're like hey come work with me so it's, cool. it's like where it's like like we're not maybe talking every day but it was like oh they they were they like to hang yep. when they're in town I was that's like, big time and it was just one of those things where it's like i saw some guys around me that were really funny but they stayed 13 14 years they you know they're doing the same like 25 30 and they're like i'm waiting for the industry to call me and i was like i, I don't think it ever calls you i think you got to Go earn it, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I didn't want to get stuck in that monotony. Just same sets, you know, same five, six clubs. I wanted to break out and give it a shot. Yeah. Because worst case, I can always move back. I think it does call you at some point, but you got to at least be where it is. You yeah. You got to be near the phone. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So and I was I like, I want to go out there and just give it a shot. Yeah. So I saved up a lot of money and then pandemic hit. So they were like, oh, it's only three months. So I was like, oh, okay. And they just kept on dragging and dragging. And I started doing like a lot of drugs like coke which i'm not proud of but like yeah. it was just one of those things where it was like yeah because you know, everything was in a fucking standstill dude. yeah and your buddy's just like hey let's just do blow today i was like well when there's, there's no agenda left for the next three weeks so you would do it and then you, you realize coke is a, i get why people get addicted to it because it's a lot of fun i know some guy last night at the <laughs> show i go uh i told him i was like i still have never done it and i go what's the pitch if like you are pitching if you're like hi sharks tired of walking into 7-eleven without enough pizzazz yeah and then i go what is the and he goes he goes dude it makes every he goes it makes what did he say fuck i gotta remember this it was, it was like it makes the party you, every moment you're on top of the world for Five minutes, or you're yeah. the cool you're the coolest guy in the room for five minutes, five minutes, or you feel like you are. You're just on. Everything is dope. Just you do a line, and you're just like, whoa! You're like fucking Steely Dan is actually pretty good, you know. <laughs> By the way, I love that because I said last night too. I go, coke guys are always going like like that and going like, dude, look at the fucking sky. <laughs> yeah, you always yeah. you kind of like do like a little shit, and you're just like feeling good, but then. It gets really sad because, like, the first night I'm doing it with some buddies, you know, we're doing it. And then I was like, the next day, the hangover is the worst. Coke is the worst hangover. So you're like, you know what would cure this? More cocaine. Oof. So then you buy another eight ball, and that lasts you three days. And then you buy another one, and it only lasts you two days. And I, it was after the third or fourth one, I was like, I finished it, and I was about to text my guy, like, hey, can I get, you know, I'm getting unemployment money, like, which is not a good move. I, I realize it's a dick move there's people like hungry and i'm just like fucking doing lines <laughs> oh, you know God. like not great it's no. not cool yeah but i was just like i literally sat in sat in my room and i was like we can either get another bag and you become this or we just we just realized it was a, a thing we tried it and we saw the negatives and we saw the positives and it was a science experiment and we can get out and i was like good we're gonna wow so yeah so I was doing like drugs and then every day just smoking weed, just bong rip and you're just like gained weight because I'm just eating, you know, you just feel like shit. And yeah, it was a sad time, man. So, and there was no like light at the end of the tunnel for no. quite a bit. And that, yeah, man, that was. Um, and, you know, comics were self. A lot of them are the comedy is what saves us. Yes, because not only the stage and the uh, performing element, but the having like a. The, some structure like that yeah. where it's like and something and knowing that you get to be around people i mean there's i remember i um i was just at the comedy store maybe uh a month and a half ago and i see brian simpson hilarious comic and uh He's great yeah so funny and and i walked up to him and i said what up brian and, you know and he was hanging with a group of people he goes man you're always so goddamn happy <laughs> yeah and i was like and he was like, he's like, fuck, he's like, he's like, I fuck, I hate it, but I love it. Like every time I see you, you just got fucking smile. You're like, you're always like, you're in a good mood. And I go, well, I've full, uh, you know, transparency, bro. Like today was a fucking bad day. Yeah. I was like, it was a, I was fucking truly bumming. I can go down the list of things that were 
that I uh, allowed to bum me out and that, that just straight up bum me out from life. I go, but dude, Look where, I, look where I am at right now. I'm at mm-hmm. the best club in the world. I'm around some of the funniest people. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I walked up to a circle with you and, and these other people. Like, so, yeah, like I, I choose to not be bummed when in I come here. Moment, yeah. But also, uh, that's what I love about comedy is that, like, when I know I'm going there, it's like, even if I, it, before I step out of the car in the mm-hmm. comedy store parking lot, if I'm still feeling heavy, I, I just take a beat and I'm like, don't bring that in there. Yeah. And even if you get out and you're feeling a little like, and you just want to walk straight to the showroom, dude, it like, then you're on stage and then you get off and you're, and you get a pick me up. So, or even if you like have a, a comedy friend and you tell them what you're going through, they listen and they're like, man, it's going to get better. But then they bust your balls or they say they, who yeah. gives a fuck. And it's yeah. something to where you're like, Oh, like you needed that second set of eyes to yeah, Like I remember, like uh, I got a call on an open mic once, uh, like two and a half years ago. Like my dad, just had a heart attack like my sister had to take him to the hospital oh shit and like i'm just sitting there i'm just like what the fuck they're like yeah he's with the doctor now we don't know what's going on and he's like he's like out you know and i'm just sitting there i'm like fuck i'm five hours away i don't know what's going on my buddy micah just goes man look on the bright side he goes at least he's not gonna see you be a failed comedian and it was just like we just i just start crying laughing Cause it was just like this moment. Cause we'd gone through like his ex-wife that he was still close with passed away, and like we had a similar interaction where when that happened, like we comforted each other, but it was like ball busting. Wow! So it was this like cool moment. We used humor to just lift each other up, and and like not being around that, like it's the darkest time that society's going around, and you really didn't have that camaraderie. Yeah. Like yeah, you could talk on the phone, but it wasn't like being with your, you know, with your boys and your girls and yeah. fucking just shooting the shit. Yeah. So. Okay, so then you 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 pick yourself up. Yeah, things. Fucking Texas beat COVID three weeks in, and then you yeah, yeah. <laughs> were like, "Fuck, it, I'm going to Austin." I said, "Yeah." A few months ago, I was just like, uh, "Some of the LA guys started moving here, and I started just coming down here, checking it out." And I was like, "I met like some of the comedy store people, uh, like Asan, fucking Derek Poston, mm. and uh, guys like that." Where it's like watching them and having to follow them, I was like. I need to be here because they're so good Mm. where it's like I would go up there and just do my same 15 that I know works on the weekend and it crushes. And then Hassan's like, oh, yeah, that's that bit's fucking two weeks old. And I'm like, that bit's two weeks old. And then it literally made me have to go home and be like, I want a bit that's two weeks old that crushes like that. You're just writing. You're just testing. And like, that's why I love being here. It kind of has just brought up like it's not competitive we're always helping each other out but it's like you found a good group to that's supportive in that way and it's supportive but it's like you watch him and you're like holy shit like he's such a great writer and performer he's like he makes me want to be better yeah where it's like it's good to have that you gotta have people around you that that uh, and i was just saying this to somebody last night about what i still really love about la is and they were like oh why didn't why didn't haven't you moved here and i was like well a still acting is like at the forefront and so got to be there. But I planted so many seeds in LA yeah. that are still, you know, paying dividends and that I don't want to just bail on. Yeah. And, uh, um, and I get off on the energy of LA, like truly yeah. like being around still a lot of fucking amazing people and being on shows with people where you're like, man, like fucking that Santino's got that new bit, you know, Jeselnik, or you yeah. see like fucking Whitney talking about this and you're like, God, I just started talking about that on our podcast. Now she took it there and, and that stuff pushes you and inspires you too. And you gotta, wherever you're getting that, you gotta get that. And if you're a, you're an idiot if you're not, you like 
feeding off that yeah. and using that for as fuel to, uh, to push yourself instead of, you know, um, being intimidated by like, fuck, like, look at that. It's like, all right, we'll fucking exactly like you said, like, we'll go home and like, we're going to figure something yeah. out. We'll write a good bit. And, and look at like, Derek now. I mean, got picked up uh, to go Schultz. on, on Schultz's tour from, from just, uh, just putting being- his head down and fucking and crushing it and being a, a good dude yeah. and being funny and not talking shit. Like these are the things too, that I think people, um, you know, fail to recognize sometimes when you're getting going cause you can get caught up in yeah. all the extracurricular curricular bullshit that, um, that comes with any job, right. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, you want this and that person did it and whatever. And it's like, dude, just fucking a, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. You know, I was telling a buddy recently who was posting something, uh, to kind of just air out his dirty laundry and he never really does it. And he was like, this thing happened and it pissed me off. And he posted like, you know, some, some screenshots of it. And I was like, dude, fucking i was like delete that and Mm -hmm. also nobody gives a fuck yeah like you know i give a fuck for you is what i'm telling you but Mm -hmm. like you just it it, you know like the drama is it's it's all secondary yeah the drama is all secondary no one's gonna root for uh, unless it's um you know i don't know there's there's stuff out there obviously like in in certain cases where it's like you know humane things where it's like yeah you know if like uh I don't know. There's probably a great ex- improv stuff, but um, there uh, there is something to be said about fi- finding a spot like Austin, like you have, and really using it to your advantage. Also, and I think, and I get like what guys like in your level don't want to move it. Like you said, you're established. Like you're a regular at the greatest club in the world, the comedy store. You know, if I didn't have also that part of it, yeah, like, and it's like you get regular spots. Right. You get, you know you're there, you're around, like, your core guys that you've grown up and started with. Right. Which, it wouldn't make sense, like, you to come here and then, you know, so it's like, I get that, but it's cool for, like, guys at this level where we're growing the 1, future. 1,000%. Or, because it's like, we can grow this little fan base here. Yeah. Where it's like, it's weird moving here where I'll be at the bar and the guy will be like, dude, I saw you at that show at the Sunset Strip, man. Fucking funny stuff. Yeah. I was just like, oh shit. Well, there's more, there's a lot of comedy fans that are coming out of the woodworks because there's more opportunities here now too, right? Exactly. And then and you're getting to bounce around to all these neighboring cities, um, right? Like I'm, you're popping from to San Antonio, Dallas, mm-hmm. like in a weekend and then coming back here. So like that's, and then you meet cool people like Eleanor. I'm, I got to meet for the first time oh, this week. She's the greatest. Yeah. It was just like shooting the shit up there. And then I had to go in and follow Holtzman. And and I'm sitting there. I'm just like fucking Holtzman. Because, you know, he just like burns the place down. Oh, yeah. And he just like fucking yells at people. He like loses them, then wins them back over. Yeah. It's so great to watch. But you're like, I got to follow this with my, new, with my new cheese fries joke. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a great challenge though, right? And Eleanor comes up to me and she goes, hey, it's not that bad. And then I go up there and it was bad yeah. and then she goes how was it and i go eleanor it was pretty bad and she yeah. goes i just didn't want to worry you <laughs> and, but it's like those cool moments Great where dope. i wouldn't have it makes you better where yes. it's like next time it, when i have to follow holtzman i'm gonna come in fucking sweat yeah yeah just because you did it once also yeah. and it's like you have to at some point be in a position to have those opportunities to do that and like yeah. and follow somebody that you're like it's good that you were scared and that you were like, fuck. Yeah. Because now, like, then you do it and you get through it and you go, oh, all right. I'm not going to die from it. No. Yeah. Like, yeah, I messed, you know, I I went home and I cried masturbating. <laughs> used my tears to jerk off. But, like, I'm not going to. Who gonna- hasn't done that? <laughs> cool to to meet just, like, LA, young LA comics, young New York, young, a lot of Nashville comics. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm meeting this, this group of people from different areas and we're like, 
we're coming together and it's like we're building like this our own little like class it's like our class group yeah. and our class of people so that that's really cool. Do you have like fun group texts or like group dinners or things like that? Or you just kind of see everybody at shows? And just you shows and like yeah. uh, we have a couple of us that we we play Mario Kart and Super Smash Brothers. Cool. Like we uh, like our buddy, my buddy Sean had to buy me and my buddy uh, Jeff uh, a steak dinner because he he lost uh, a three hundred dollar steak dinner because he got greedy. And he thought he could beat us in some Mario Kart. You guys were betting three hundred dollars steak dinners. It, it started off. Kart. It started off with the loser of the Grand Prix. Uh, the, the winner gets to pick one joke from the loser's act that he can't tell for six months, unless it's like a big, big show. Wow. But, and so he's like, yeah, let's do it. So he loses that. So then the second bet was, okay, it's three jokes and you have to open every set with where are my single ladies at in this bitch? And then he loses again. Hilarious. Oh God. And then it was just like, okay, you can either, we can keep those stipulations or we're going to go to Roos Chris Steakhouse and you buy us a steak dinner. And he's like, I'll gladly take he's that. Like, Isn't that so funny <laughs> yeah. to have to open your set with where my single ladies at in this biage? <laughs> and he's a skinny guy. You know, he's like, I, well, all right. See that he probably could have pulled it off. No skinny nerdy guy. His act is nothing like nothing that. Like that. Oh, okay. So he would have done that. And, and then, then completely transitioned into a different cadence. Yeah, and gone like John F. Kennedy's strange, you know. <laughs> People so, are like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. So, just shit like that. It's just we're just like it's, it's a it's a blast here. It's like it's we're, we're the the comics here are taking it serious. They're working hard, but then also we're having a good time and just you know playing hard too. I so. love that dude. Um, well, you you think you might still get to L.A. at some point? I want to. It's one of those things where it's. It's like we're gonna see when Austin happens because it's still young. I still think that's one thing. It's like totally. It's a very young scene, and people just I don't know what it, what it's gonna look like in a year. You know, anything could happen. But if like in a year an opportunity comes up and someone's like, hey, fucking, someone take me on the road or whatever. You know, I I'm doing a little bit more acting, and they're like, hey, come audition for this thing. You want to? Yeah, is that in the? It's fun. I like bit parts. Cool. Like I like doing. I like being the guy in like a movie, kind of like Brian Callen in The Hangover. Yeah. Where he's the the guy that works at the church. He comes in, gets a big laugh, and then you're out for the movie. See, I see even more for you, like Seth Rogen in Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh yeah. I see that yeah. you as like that kind of a supporting part, where you like, you know, kind of um, are the comedic relief. Yeah. And kind I, of, but have you know some really, you know, you're in you know ten to fifteen scenes and kind of more of a part. But that is also a great way. You know, Seth didn't just, I mean, he was obviously on a, a hit show for a little bit, but that route of being the bit part guy and then building up like Callan did yeah. is also a, a great way to do it. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I like doing it, especially if it's a good project. Because I remember I, I got an acting agent in Dallas and I was like, I can't work with this lady. I had to fight, let her go. Why? It, it was this weird thing where she was like, okay, to start off, we're going to do the, these reality shows, right? Like these online, they get like 60 million views, but it's like cheaters or it's like, oh, you're going to play this guy whose wife is fucking fucking your brother. Yeah, because cheaters is fake, right? It's all fake. It's all bullshit. So, so you were going to be one of the <laughs> Yeah, my <laughs> wife. So literally, I was fucking an ex-military guy's wife, like this guy who was overseas, his wife. So I show up to the, the shoot day, right? Wait, you booked it? Yeah, they, they booked me. I By like, the way, I love how you just scoffed me off. You're like, yeah, dude, it was Come fucking. Come on, Adam, yeah. look at me. I get pussy whenever I want. Look at this, you know? People believe that I fucked the military guys. Also, I love that they picked me. Like, this guy is a, a hero. This guy is, you know, serving our country. And she's like, you know what? I want to fuck the bus boy at Chili's. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so I go and I get there and they're like, I was like, what's my character's name? And they're like, oh, we're just going to go Johnny Casillas. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, can we not? And they're like, no, we'll just use your name. I go, yeah, but the thing is like, I do stand up. And uh, like the, that's my brand. Like I don't really care about this show. Like this is just a two hundred dollar yeah. paycheck. Tony Casillas is my stage name. This is like, my... that I'm willing to just throw away on yeah, an episode me. of Cheaters. I've been called that my whole life, you know. And um, I don't want fucking people coming up to me after shows and being like, "Are you the guy that betrayed our military?" <laughs> You're fucking over. You, yeah, you're the Taliban <laughs> over here. Yeah. So I literally uh, go, yeah, I'm good. And they're like, uh, they're like, yeah. So my agent calls me. She's like, did you just leave? And I was like, yeah. She goes, this is unprofessional. I was like, why can't I just go by like Brian McFallon or something? I can pick John good, Smith anything. or Cheater McGee. Like yeah. anything is better yeah. than your real name. Also, cheaters. You don't have <laughs> alternate names waiting in the. You don't have writers on set being like, just call him a titty fuck captain. <laughs> click my stuff. You know. So, so yeah, I was like, I'm good. And then yeah, she's like, and it was one of those ages where it's like you pay us a hundred dollars and we, and then I never sent her a check. It was a pay to play. Where it's like starting out Agency? to get headshots. Like, I have headshots. Like, I work for a professional photography studio. She's like, they're good. They're not that good. And my, I, I texted my boss, and he goes... They won't get you a job on Cheaters. Yeah, yeah, they won't get you the Cheaters job. This is more like a local Ford dealership, you know? Yeah, if you want to do car dealership ads, yeah, stick then, with those bullshit pics. My, my boss was like, I use the same, like, lighting and camera for a fucking Nike's ad. Like, they were, like, they're legit headshot. Wow. Like, he's a... Like, he works on, like, big yeah. profile. He goes, yeah, she's just fucking trying to screw you out of some money. And I was like, so I just told her, yeah, I'm good. And we're done. Mm -hmm. You fired her. And then she was like, she's like, I have connections in the business. <laughs> and so I, was like, I was like, all right. And she, I was like, all right. And she's like, she was like. I know Michael Keaton's granddaughter. Oh, You're yeah. Like, she was right. like, I was going to pitch you for this role. And you would have worked with, uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, she did. Julia Rob Roberts' brother. Uh, he, he Lyle Lovett. No. no. Oh, that's no, who she no. fucked. He played, um, uh, in Eric the Roberts. Eric Roberts. She's like, I was going to pitch this role. And you would have had a scene with Eric Roberts. And I was like, <laughs> I worked on a, I worked as a PA on a movie with Eric Roberts. Roberts, it's fine. I'm cool to pass. <laughs> the guy reads off a of note cards, doesn't remember the script. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> this is the fucking best story I've heard in a long time. So, oh yeah. my god, I'm good. I got my fill on ER, baby. All right, the show and the guy. Yeah, Eric Roberts. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, Eric you know, Roberts. the Dark Knight's great. Not the best character. I don't feel like it wasn't. Uh, it by wasn't the way, like, she has. Well, go ahead. The Oscar wasn't between Heath Ledger and then Eric Roberts. You know how many of those she has in her back pocket, oh, yeah. by the way, to other clients where she's like, oh, oh fine, quit on me. <laughs> yeah. I I was going to pitch you for a role. You had a scene with Sally Fields's uh, <laughs> nephew, yeah. Robert Fields. No relation to the cookie. You're like, all right. All right. Yeah. So it was just like, I, I, was, like, you're, miss out. I was like, you're threatening me because of a. A twelve dollar commission check? Because if I'm getting because I didn't, yeah, because I wanted to ruin my namesake. Also, I don't want to fuck. You know, I don't want to improv. <laughs> me being like, yeah, I'm fucking your wife, dude. Like, <laughs> by the way, that's the only part of the story that makes me sad is that there's no footage of oh. this to cut to right now, <laughs> or that you didn't get to like for sure because the cameras run up in cheaters and yeah. they would have come up to you in the car with the girl and the boyfriend would be like, the fuck, Kathleen. <laughs> 
actually, let's play it out, right? Here we go. Okay, all right. So I'm the guy. So you're in the car with the girl, right? Yeah. And I come up. Okay, she's over here. She's over here. Kathleen, open. Actually, you know what? Dude, fucking open the door. Who the fuck are you? First off, calm down, sir. Fuck, calm down. Hey, You're thank you. Thank you for your freedom. But I just want to say, maybe if you weren't in war trying to fuck that shit up, you would have time to fuck your wife's pussy up. All right, man? That's why I'm here. All right, that was funny, but fucking, you know what, dude? That is fucking. See, I can't play yeah. that role. I would hug the guy. I go, this is a mistake. I didn't know she was with you. I didn't know she, like, I feel, I, I've been cheated on. It's the worst fucking thing ever. By the way, you get, yeah, you're so convincing and, like, emotional yeah. that you get a spinoff where it's, like, <laughs> you going around trying to, like, get couples back together that have broken up on cheaters. Yeah. But I was are like, all actors. I've been on cheaters, and I feel like a real piece of shit. And then I spoke to God, and now I'm solving the problem. Oh, it's called the- Band-Aids. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, well, all right. We got to wrap this up. Tony, you're a, a fucking gangster and a homie. Dude, thanks for having me on. This, this was, was awesome. so fun. We're going to close this out with a 10 question inside the act, uh, actor studio questionnaire. RIP, okay. the late, great James Lipton. You no doubt would have been on the show at one point. So let's close it out. Getting to know Tony a little better with James's rapid fire 10. Here we go. Tony, what is your favorite word? Um... Hoot. Nice. Yeah. Use it in a sentence. Like, uh, last, last night me and my friends went to a club and it was a real hoot. Is that, is that a Midwest thing? Is that a... It kind of is. My mom I, is from Oklahoma. She says that. I just like hoot and holler. It's kind of like, it's silly. I'm not a country guy, but you hear it. You, you hear some country boys go like... If someone has a hoot, you're jealous. Yeah, you're like, if, I want a hoot. Where was that hoot last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's like fucking... That's a great answer. What is your least favorite word? Asparagus. Yeah. Just sounds dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great yeah. name for a detective. <laughs> detective Asparagus. <laughs> uh, what turns you on? Um, it could be life-wise or sexual. Sense of humor. Love that. What turns you off, Tony? Uh, arrogance. What is your favorite curse word? Um, fuck stick. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We get a lot of fucks, but fuck stick. there's a lot of variations of fuck and a lot of things that are. Or some... b- fuck stick or uh, bitch titties. Bitch titties. Me and my friends would call each other. Shut up, bitch titties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch titties was a good also one. Also a great detective name. <laughs> <laughs> detective <laughs> bitch titties. <laughs> well, the ABC family this fall. <laughs> yeah. Right after an all new Band-Aids. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Sound and noise. Sound or noise. Do okay, you love? sound or noise. Um, honestly, I love. I'm living kind of like out in the country now. I love at the night just hearing uh, the crickets or mm. what is it? Those. Uh, it's like those. Giorgio, what's the cicadas? Uh, the cicadas. Are you sure not thinking of John Cicada? Yeah, I love John Sakata. When John Sakata is sipping a nice good old tea, fucking I'm ready to go. Just hearing a Sakata (laughs) take a sip, a good Sakata sip of Lipton. Yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Uh, Chalkboard. Like what the screeching. Yeah. yeah, I can't. It's a popular answer, and that is awful. Um, What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um... I would love to maybe one day teach. 
What grade? I would love to do maybe like high school or college theater, like something like theater or like a film, maybe like a public sp- speaking, uh, something in that. You crush that. Because I, cause I remember like I was not a good public speaker and I had a good, a good theater teacher that helped bring it out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she, she was just like, hey, like, fucking who gives a shit? Like, you these. think that's the one that really got you on the path of, like, getting comfy in front of people? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Where it was like, she would just put me out there, and she's like, fucking go up there, and I would start shaking, and she would, like, throw a shoe at me. Like, it was, <laughs> what yeah, she was dope. I was going to say, and not what in a her- bad way. It was not in the bad, like, a light throw. She goes, stop getting nervous. She goes, this is what you should be nervous about, me throwing shit at you. He goes, the audience is not going to throw shit at you. And, like, it was, like, this weird, like, Wow, cool, what yeah, a tactic. Yeah. She was dope. What was her name? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. It's I like, it for a year. It's like those classic uh, comedy intros that people will give, like, a host will do. This next guy's hilarious. One of my best friends. Yeah, yeah. Who, what's, it, who, what's your name again? No fucking idea. Yeah. Uh, Dice Clay brought me up at the comedy store once and goes, uh, <laughs> I'd never met him. I know who he is. Yeah. I know who the fuck I am. And this uh, proved it uh, ten times over. He goes... Who's next, Jeff? Jeff Scott, RIP, keyboard player at the comedy yeah. store for 30 years. And Jeff goes, Adam Ray. And he goes, who? <laughs> Just right there, I go, fuck. And the audience is, is like laughing. And he goes, hey. And then he goes, who? And he goes, Adam Ray. And he goes, this next guy is one of the greats. <laughs> he goes, you've seen him on everything you love. One of the best in the biz working. Keep it going for Alan Gray. <laughs> That's a good name, though. It was awesome. <laughs> That's and I, dope. Yeah, and I went up there, and I just, yeah, it was awesome. Um, okay. Uh, well, I love that, though, because the, the theater teachers don't get enough love as far as the oh, way yeah. they have shaped, because I'm the same way, man, the, those types of people that get you comfy on the stage and then like that's the early training for this and without even knowing it and she wasn't even sweet about it like i don't think she was even yeah think she, she was, was making a fucking doc yeah, she was you. just like we got to get this place like start like it was like we would be painting sets and we would sing the song from les miserables like look down look down don't look her in the eye like she was this intense wow. crazy theater teacher but like it helped me break out of the shell i love that and so yeah what um if heaven exists Oh, did I say what profession would you not like to do? No. Oh, no, no, no. If, if, what um, profession would you not like to do? Anything in the medical field. Like, blood makes me... Like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I would say, uh, well, looks like you were wrong, bitch. Because I'm agnostic. <laughs> yeah. So he would just be like, oh, looks like you were wrong. <laughs> You, you look, look who it is. Yeah, yeah, look, look, yeah, look who it is. That's great. Yeah, yeah. look who it is. Here's Tony. Yeah. <laughs> or he goes, the cheaters guy. <laughs> he goes, you should have done cheaters. Yeah. And he shows me a timeline. <laughs> he goes, yeah, well, it goes from cheaters, happened. then Johnny Depp, and then you're married to Amber Heard. You cheated on Amber Heard with Johnny. It's kind of a full circle he, thing. Honestly, good for him, though, because it would have rebooted his career. Yeah. So. You're the reason Johnny Depp isn't working anymore. <laughs> You know what? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, go to hell. <laughs> and it's just me and Eric Roberts smoking cigars, and we're like, sometimes our siblings just have it better. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Tony Casillas on Instagram and Twitter. At, uh, yeah, Comedian Tony C. At Comedian Tony C. Your tour dates are everywhere. Follow him. Go see him. A rising superstar in the making. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.